I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greetings, Grapple fans. Welcome to episode 108, 108 episodes of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. Um, We're looking towards that big, big Survivor Series weekend, which is two parts. It's NXT TakeOver War Games, and then it's the WWE Survivor Series. So tonight's episode is all about NXT War Games, something we've been looking forward to talking about. NXT, as well as looking forward to War Games and a little bit of a look back to last year's War Games. Uh, but it's not just myself, Andy Wales. I am, of course, joined as ever by my audio tag team partner, the MVP of free. Ha ha, he's my man. Ha ha, he's guy. Ha ha, drinkle. Ha ha, drinkle. Drinkle. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully, Bobby. Am I not a hype man? <laughs> no. Well, I've just had two cups of coffee. <laughs> oh, I think you need a bit more. It'll be a bit more like Leo Rush. <laughs> Maybe something stronger than coffee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm good, Andy. How are you? Uh, I've got a little bit of a crackly throat. So um, if I'm afraid if my throat has more botches than a Bella match, you know why. Yeah, hopefully I don't end up with a concussion. <laughs> Ooh, we're handing them out today. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, right. Before we crack into this year's War Games, um, let's have a little look back because we we just mentioned, didn't we, um, last year's War Games? You know, you know, we're thinking, what was on that card? What was on that card? And when we mentioned a couple of the matches, it was like, oh my god, was that really a year ago? So, and and the first one that jumped out uh, to me for that one guy was. Velveteen Dream against Alistair Black, say my name. I can't believe that was a year ago. Yeah, Andy, it's mad that it's a year ago. It's, it's almost a forgotten match. I mean, we I think we love that match and love the feud because it was so brilliantly done. Um, but there's so much that's happened since then with with Champa and Gargano, and um, obviously we had, we had the Almas uh, title run as well, which we'll obviously talk about. Um, in one of the other matches, on uh, looking back, um, and 
yeah, I can't believe this was a year ago. I, no, well, it's it's like so much as obviously you've, you've had the, the title reign of Alistair Black, then his time out coming back. But for me, it's like, I can't believe it's been a year since Velveteen Dream was like, you know, a, like a star was born. Mm. It still feels as though that was only maybe sort of six months ago. It still feels so fresh. Yeah, yeah, and it's madness. And obviously he's in the, uh, one of the, well, every match in NXT is a main event, isn't it? But he's in the title match for this year's. So it's just mad to see how much he's done in a year. I know he's probably not reached that, <clears throat> the similar heights of this match, but he's obviously not going to be working with Alistair Black, who's obviously brilliant, but uh, if he can top this match again with Champa this year, oh my God, it's going to be special. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is where you look along the card and some of the names have moved on uh, pre on the, on the, uh, the kickoff show, whatever they call pre card, whatever uh, dark match. Uh, Ruby Riot was involved there against Sonya Deville. They've both they've both been moved on to the the main of the uh, the main event to the um to the main roster. <clears throat> um, Ember Moon, who won the the NXT Women's Championship, she's moved on to the main roster. We've now got Nikki Cross um, in the process of mm. moving on to the main roster. Uh, Kyrie Sane was was in that match where Ember Moon became the champion. Obviously, since then we've had the whole Kyrie Sane. Uh, and Shayna Baszler thing going on and we'll obviously we will talk about that more in depth as we get to it and you mentioned that Andrade C and Almas he beat Drew McIntyre both of them are now on the the main roster to very differing um, success levels on the main roster but C and Almas you know at the time I was thinking that's a bit of a strange one because he had a bit of a an underwhelming time in NXT before shortly before becoming champion. You know, he'd had a few great matches and then won the title and had a really, really great title run. And obviously both of those guys have moved up. Um, and it's that contrast where Sin Almas was really successful as the champion on NXT has gone up to the main roster and not been so successful. Whereas Drew McIntyre, it didn't seem really kind of work too much for him in NXT, but he's moved to the main roster and has become an absolute star. Yeah, it's just mad how, how both of these fortunes have, uh, have changed, really. Um, the thing, I think the thing with Almas is he's obviously brilliant. I mean, we even saw it on this week's SmackDown. He, he had a match with Rey Mysterio, and it was one of the best TV matches I've seen in a goddamn while. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. And, and you just look at him and you're like, he should be probably one of the main eventers on SmackDown. You you could see him versus you could see him versus AJ quite comfortably. Obviously, we've had all this Saudi crap and they wanted the money matches and stuff like that. But maybe now that it's almost WrestleMania seems a bit late in the year. But next year, next year should be Almas's year for me. I know he's he's had a bit of a slow first year. No, he's not even been up a year. He's only been up since WrestleMania season only. So. What, yeah, six, shortly after six, then, yeah. yeah, six odd months. So next year, I mean, I put it in the group. I want him winning money in the bank because I think that would suit him perfectly. I so, think it was a good shout as well. Yeah. So I, I think next year should be Almas's year, and we've seen in NXT he's he's probably one of the best workers in the company. And um, I've got to, sorry, guy. I just yeah. say if you know if if there's people involved. <clears throat> Uh, running and in creative on the, the main roster that don't actually pay too much attention to what's happening in NXT. And, and honestly, that's no real stretch of the imagination, not just because of, you know, the differential between and, and, 
and lots of politics and going to all the heat there and what have you. But just purely because there is so much happening that they don't necessarily get the time to watch that. So there, there, there may be some people within within that whole sort of system running like SmackDown and Raw that aren't that weren't necessarily aware of just how good a match that CN Almost can put on. So I, I I do actually wonder whether or not that match with Rey Mysterio, obviously the, them two they'll know each other. Uh, CN Almas obviously holds Ray in such high regard. They've both got um, family histories within the business. There's a lot of tradition there. Their match was brutal and very, very physical. So for me, there was a lot of trust between the two, the way that that match was conducted. And it was so damn good that I, I do wonder whether there were some people who would have t- sat up, take, um, took notice and thought, holy crap, we could have something on our hands here. So I, I think, you know, your shout money in the bank next year, potentially being this year. Um, I, I think there's something in that. Yeah, I mean, I think we know. I think there was a comment from Vince the other month or week, wasn't it, that he doesn't have time to watch NXT. So hopefully the writing staff <clears throat> um, do the research before they call up someone. That's probably the best way of putting it. But yeah, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but obviously NXT is recorded in advance, so I don't think there's that much of an excuse. I know the takeovers obviously aren't, but um, yeah, I think in terms of seeing Almas. Especially since they put um, Selena Vega with her, with him, sorry, um, it's just been magic in a bottle. And obviously, he was stunted when he got called up. But uh, yeah, I think it's only onwards and upwards for him. But in terms of Drew McIntyre, Andy, he's the one good thing on Raw at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the few good things I'll say. Well, Seth Rollins hasn't done out. I know they had the Ambrose moment, but they've not done anything with it. I can't really think of anything. Well, Elias is obviously brilliant every week. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, there's I can't think yeah, of a fleeting and you know, few and far between. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean, Drew's definitely the top one. That was a, a good match that they had, but uh, at War Games, but yeah, the, like you say, the, the contrast to how their careers have gone from that point is 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 uh, quite interesting, and and yeah, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully we we'll see um, a year for Almas. That's a break, like a breakout year, like you mentioned next year, and really sort of tap into that talent because there, there's certainly something there. Um, so the the actual War Games match itself then last year that was um, <laughs> the searching for the words. Blimey, <laughs> it was that that was something else. It, it was excellent. It was so damn good to watch. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to live up to that again this year. I mean, even looking at that, you know, Undisputed Era, uh, he had the Authors of Pain, who had Roderick Strong by their side. Um, obviously, Authors of Pain have now moved up. And then you had Sanity, who've also been moved up. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, this is it. <laughs> we, we we see them once in a while on, on SmackDown, but that's that another one in itself. But... Again, you know, just an incredible match, wasn't it? And something that makes this event so unique. Yeah, absolutely. It was my um, first experience of, of the War Games match last year. Um, and I know you haven't had too much experience with the WCW one either, but um, it was just the right level of carnage in a match that I liked. Um 
and I'm not sure. Obviously, this year, the the one coming next year, this year, sorry, is um, it's just two teams, isn't it, rather than three? Um, and this year's yeah. was last year. I'm getting my years mixed up here, Andy. Last year's yeah. was just last year's uh, was, three. was three yeah. teams, and yeah. I, I quite like that. It just added to the anarchy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it, dif- it, it, it how different it is. But yeah, it, it was brilliant last year. It was my first experience of it, and was that. A crowning moment for Undisputed Era. Obviously, they haven't had the big belt in the stable yet, but they've obviously had the North American title and the, uh, the tag team titles. Uh, I can't remember if they had them at that point, but they definitely got them at uh, some point near then. Um, and th- they've been one of the staples of, of NXT for the for the whole year afterwards. And they won that match. Obviously, AOP moved up soon after. Um, what was the other team? Sanity. Um, and they obviously moved up as well. Uh, but yeah, Sanity have gone missing. Um, but yeah, Undisputed Era were the big winners of that match. And um, they've stayed on top since. And hopefully next year we're not talking about them going into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, no. hope not. Yeah, last year three teams of three. This year, this year two teams of four. So slightly different dy- dynamic, but... I, I, I suspect there'll still be plenty of carnage <laughs> for you to enjoy. So, looking at this year's cards, then, um, as we record this, uh, there is still one episode of NXT yet to be uh, televised. Uh, As of yet, we're unaware of any other matches to be announced, so it looks like there's only going to be the four matches on the card. So, let's look at the first match on the card, then. Shayna Baszler against Kyrie Sane in the the, uh, the best of a two out of three falls match for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, these two have had a lot of matches, over, uh, a series of matches over the, these past few months. Uh, you get the feeling, Guy, that this will be the culmination of their feud, and I, I suspect this could be Kyrie Sane um, moving on to the main roster somehow. Um, I, I don't know, I, I just get the feeling it may be her moving on b- before... Uh, Shayna Baszler. God, that'd suck ass. <laughs> um, yeah, if that's if that's the case, Andy, I'd, I'd worry for uh, Kyrie Sane. Um, obviously, we've seen what they've done with Oscar, and uh, I know Nakamura is the US champ, but he's don't think he's defended it. <laughs> I think he may have defended it once, and he's obviously gone missing since and been booked horrendously. So, I, I always fear for the for. Japanese talent and foreign foreign talent on on the the main roster. Um, they just they just don't get booked that well, and I'm not sure. I think her English is probably stronger than Asuka's when she went up. Yeah, th- that's the thing is I think it, with um, with talents whose English is not so strong, that's the difficulty, isn't it? Because there seems to be so much built around talking. Yeah, so talking if you can't again. promo, you're screwed. In, in Vince's yeah. mind. Yeah, that that's it. All storylines revolve around doing crappy backstage segments and interviews. Um, there's no sort of imagination of, of mixing things up. Or even, you know, hey-ho, what about putting a manager with them, you know, someone to talk for them? There's an old idea. I think we'll go back to the thing I said. I think it was the last, uh, last pod, not last week. Um, Andy, they're probably going to make a Japanese woman's tag team at some stage or crappy stable <laughs> that's my worry mm. for it um but yeah i do like the manager shout uh, there hasn't been that as long as it's not leo rush oh god <laughs> the hype man's got a stable um 
but there hasn't there isn't really ever been a manager in the women's division, or not in modern times that I can think of. Um, has there? Nothing that uh, nothing that I can recall. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I would have been the one to have a manager. I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, I could be totally wrong um, and way off the mark. I just uh, an impression I get anyway. I, I just, I don't know. I just get that feeling that that's what we'll get from this. That Shayna Baszler keeping the title and them go departing different ways and them utilizing because there's no two ways about it. Carrie Sane is an excellent worker. She's got a great skill set, but yeah, it's the it's the talking side of it which would be a a, a difficulty. But anyway. In terms of this match, um, the the match that they had at uh, Evolution a couple of weeks ago was was excellent. Um, are you expecting much the same from this? I mean, obviously the you know two out of three falls. We've got the whole thing of Shayna Baszler having potentially having some help from the sidelines as well. Um, yeah, obviously the two out of three falls match. I think that's kind of hinting at them establishing the, the horse women. Um, <clears throat> I think it'll disclose every other two out of three falls match apart from the crappy ones that are on weekly TV. The, the, the heel will probably win quite quickly and the face will either win two in a row or win one and then it'll be some dirty tactic at the end and that's what I'm expecting is the dirty tactic at the end when it's one all. Um, Oh, it's just, I think this. I think this will be the best match. I think this will probably be Shayna Baszler's best match I've seen um, as well. And yeah, I think this will be probably the end of the feud because it doesn't really go well. NXT doesn't swap belts that often, does it? And um, I doubt they do a rematch again with Shayna Baszler. I mean, your your scenario previous where you said Gary Sane. I think we both. I think we'd both agree that. Shayna Baszler's probably better suited to the main roster, um, so I'd prefer her going up. Obviously, it's Royal Rumble season, so they probably might both go up um, sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, I think this will be I think this will be a good way to establish the four horsewomen on NXT before they eventually come on to the main roster. Uh, or the f- uh, the free horsewomen in NXT. Cause yeah, well, that's it's Jasmine, just yet. Jasmine, <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. Uh, I like are like the, you've are done the research, Andy, this time. <laughs> <laughs> are, are the two that with Shayna Baszler, and obviously them, those three together with Ronda Rousey, were um, were were, were tagged the uh, the four horsewomen uh, back in 2013, apparently. So with, with the uh, and they got the blessing of um, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair to to use that tag. So you know, it's it's been I guess it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, it certainly makes sense that they're going to establish um, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir to an audience uh, and get them sort of familiarised with things before potentially calling them the, calling them all up together. So, um, you know, Roy Rumble, obviously, we, I mean, we spoke about it before, didn't we? You know, the, the potential things that you could do. There's definitely stories there to be told in terms of Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I wonder now, actually, thinking about that and now having you, having had you mention, you know, establish them and, and all the rest of it, I wonder if they will wait till um, maybe the night after WrestleMania or even at WrestleMania or something to actually put them together and then move them all up together. I, I do wonder whether yeah, you might we might wait for this. 
you might want the other two members to establish themselves on NXT, and I'm not sure how long they've been in the wrestling business, uh, or if they're established as um, Shayna is. Obviously, Ronda's still a rookie, but she's a natural freak. <laughs> um, so they might want to pr- the other two to prove themselves on NXT first, and then maybe fast track them into the main main story. Um, but it would be kind of cool for to, for Shayna and Ronda to have a a storyline without the other two first. I think. And then you could bring them in later on, uh, maybe maybe this time next year with Survivor Series, because that that could probably work. Um, but yeah, I think I think I agree that Shayna will win, because um, I think it's I think they'll just go with the horsewoman thing um, till Shayna's called up, and then I think they'll go the separate ways for a little bit. I think that's how it'll work myself. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'd I'd agree that Shayna will win and. Yeah, that does kind of make sense for Kyrie to come up, but I'd hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it should be an interesting match nonetheless. Anyway, we'll see how it goes and and what comes out of it. Um, next up, so we've got Alistair Black against Johnny Gargano, and this has been the shock heel turn of Johnny Gargano. Um, obviously, there were some suspicions that it could be Gargano that that actually was reve- was going to be revealed as the the uh, mystery attacker on Alistair Black while he was out with his injury. Uh, the way they unveiled it, Guy, though, uh, that for me, oh, my God, th- th- this was th- this was how you do wrestling TV. You know, the, Alistair Black break, uh, coming through, making his way out to the ring. That spinning heel kick, that uh, black mass on one of the poor guys in the back. Oh, I can still hear the thud. <laughs> Figures a bit Triple H sold it to that guy. Oh, you've just got to sell the one spinning kick to the head. All right, boss, that's fine. Nah, you get your head twatted off a door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that segment was fantastic. Uh, I've unfortunately not caught up with NXT after that point, but I, I made I made it. I made sure I watched that one. Um, and yeah, it was blood. It was phenomenal telly I, I think you've made the comparison to stone cold um with alistair black there and you can kind of see that attitude era there in, in in both of them and the fact that gargano who's probably the most popular face in the company never mind just nxt he was so over it was insane um and to, just to swing it just to swing it on its head like that it's just it's just mental. It, it yeah. was so. It was so perfect. And was, this I like this, is going to be sorry, fantastic. guys. I like the. I like the uh, subtleties on it as well. You know, just the, the unveiling. No big long promo speech or anything like that. Um, it just attacks him from behind, stands over him. I'm here, and then we don't see him. And and then you know you find you know he's not there the following week. Then this past week he does it via just a, a you know like a recording on his own phone at where the attack took place. Um, you know dark lighting and little subtleties in it. It was very short, very simple, and it was really really effective. And even things like using Gargano's wife, you know Candice LeRae, she looks she's slightly different. You know her hair is a bit different. She's wearing different makeup. You know like darker makeup. It's you know these little subtle things that are for me are the hallmarks of uh, Triple H's involvement. You know that this old school kind of mentality towards a product that I think will be so successful once he's finally allowed to uh, to get his hands on on the main roster. But I, I just I just think the, the the way that they've executed this 
has been really, really good. Because as you mentioned, I mean, John, Johnny Gargano is so damn popular. So to turn him heel, it, it's got to be done quite smartly. And, and I've got to say the way that this was done was was really smartly executed. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect um, in, in every in every regard. And obviously, um, unfortunately, Alistair Black got an injury. But they've certainly made the most of that injury and put on an, an, another excellent story. And hopefully this indicates that Johnny Gargano is going to be staying in NXT for a bit with a new character and see how it goes. Because I imagine you share this the same sentiment with me. If he goes on the main roster under Vince, he is screwed. He's going on 205 Live hard. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And, and this is, well, that's, it, it is a good point, yeah. Johnny Gargano given a bit of a run as a heel I, I think it would be help for him as well you know playing both sides of it same as Tommaso Ciampa's played both sides of it now looks so natural as a heel who knows Johnny Gargano might be you know a natural heel it might come really really good to him mm. just as just to Neville you know Neville was always your archetypal babyface because of his wrestling style it, it's so spectacular that he's just a natural babyface because people wanted to cheer for it when he had the heel turn, you suddenly you had arguably the best heel in the company. So sometimes some of your best heels are, might they might not be where you expect to find them. So in terms of a, a run for him, this could be really good for his future and interesting to see where he goes. In terms of this match itself, um, I've got exceedingly high hopes. Let, let's put it that way. Yeah, ju- just the last thing on Johnny Gargano's heel turn and I'll go into the matches. I think maybe Triple H is kind of trying to protect him and Champa. Maybe they think if they put them up as a tag team, it'll protect them from the 205 Live thing. And then hopefully Vince will soften down and then you can do redo this whole story again on the main roster. I think that might be the plan in terms of turning Gargano heel, because then you might be able to put DIY or give them a new name or whatever up as a pair. Um, that would probably be hopeful thinking there. But in terms of this match, yeah, I think this will be... I think this will be. This has to be match of the night. Um, obviously, Gargano's been on match of the year sprees <laughs> this entire year, and I think he's going to continue this form. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he, how his movesets and uh, stuff changes as a heel. Um, and Alistair Black is he's one of the best workers in the company. We we all know that. Uh, it's just unfortunate his title run was kind of in between the Gargano Champa feud because that obviously took centre stage of the whole WWE. Never mind NXT. <clears throat> but yeah, he's. Uh, He's an elite worker. We saw, I think, that match um, against Velveteen Dream that we mentioned earlier on, and obviously his match against Adam Cole on the next one as well. It, he he's shown he, he's so capable, and this this should be match of the night for me. Um, I don't think it'll be quite match of the year because I don't think it has the the same story as Gargano and Champa. But this is this is my pick for match of the weekend probably. Yeah, another another contender for that could be Tommaso Champa and Velveteen Dream as well. Uh, Champa, <coughs> who was is now coming out to music. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, just even the way that he announced that he's got music now, you know, <laughs> bigging himself up. It is so, it's so, so good. Um, you know, he, he's called the belt Goldie. Uh, it's in a love affair with the belt. He, he's, he has just found another level to, 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 uh, 
to reach in his career. He's he he's been magnificent and he's been he's just so 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 damn good and this is a, a really good title run. I don't think it's going to end yet. Velveteen Dream, as we mentioned, you know, I can't believe it's already a year since um, he really kind of announced himself as the next star. And here he is now, you know, a year later in the title match and you don't begrudge him being in there at all because he fits into that title picture. So he's come an awful long way in a short space of time. I don't think he's going to get the title here, guy, but I don't think that really matters because, you know, the, the, these are two guys are on the way up and I think long-term for Velveteen is is got to be star name on the main roster and this this potentially could be an, uh, another another match of the weekend candidate. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um if Velveteen puts on a similar performance he did on this pay-per-view or takeover last year, um, 100% we could we could see um, a match of the match of the weekend contender. Um, I I agree. Um, I don't think Champer will drop the belt just yet because I don't see over the obviously there'd probably be a rematch, but beyond that I don't see where Velveteen Dream would go in terms of feud maybe Undisputed Euro or something like that but I just think it makes sense for Champa to keep it because I think there's obviously storylines there um, you've got the Alistair Black and all that stuff so I think there's a natural progression if Champa keeps it but I'm not sure where Velveteen Dream would go beyond Champa um, unless there is a rematch with Black which I wouldn't mind seeing <laughs> Um but yeah, I, I I think this could this has the potential to be brilliant. And I think Velveteen's obviously lost a good few matches, but he's always put on a performance, hasn't he? And I think that's why people think of him as this, as this um, potential. I think Cena knighted him the future of the company, didn't he? And I think that's kind mm. of where it built from. Well, he's got such charisma and, and yeah. the poise and, and just star quality about him, the way he carries himself. And he's just such a natural. And that is the thing. He is such a natural. Uh, and it's just, it's really coming out. And this is the thing is, he doesn't really need to, you know, do, you know, some, some wrestlers kind of need to be winning matches in order to for you to kind of see them as being sort of, you know, at main event level. But he doesn't need to. And, and I think that there's something, I know that there's all that, you know, winnings and losses don't count and all that, and they do. But with him, he, he's, he's something that kind of goes beyond that. And he, he definitely, there's just, it's uh, it's a difficult thing to put your finger on. There's just something unique and special about him that you you don't see in too many people and you just you look and go yep he's got it that you know that x factor so to speak that magical ingredient and the very few have it but you just look at him and you go yeah he's got it he's got everything in his locker to to become a future star yeah, and the mad thing is, I, I was just googling is how old he was whilst you were speaking there, Andy. He's only twenty three. <laughs> it is insane, isn't it? <laughs> it's like Pete Dunne has just turned twenty five. Yeah, you know yeah, they, they've, that, they've yeah. got. A, they do have some incredible young talents on their hands. Ty- right? Tyler like, Bates only just twenty odd, isn't he? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's it's just mental and. 
I'm not sure. Obviously, you see, you see young people, or you consider young people in the um, main roster. I think like people say, Kevin Owens is like the. I think he's in. I think he's thirty odd. So, <laughs> Velveteen's got six or seven years before you could probably say he's in his peak. <laughs> he's yeah. already got to be main event in a takeover. He had one of the best matches last year. I think he won Feud of the Year last year, which is obviously understandable because it was excellent. He's probably one of the most charismatic in the company. Um, and as we saw in his trunks in the last takeover, he has massive balls because he's remember his t- uh, Call Me Up Vince uh, trunks from the last <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, he's just... Ah, I think yeah. he's brilliant. And I- I'm, gla- I'm glad there's been, it's been a slow burn because I think under Triple H... And obviously, when Triple H takes over the main roster, we could see, we could see the next face of the company for for ages. I don't like I don't want him shoved down our throats like people have said uh, with Roman Reigns and Cena having in, in a spell. But Velveteen Dream could be he could be one of the main players for the next fifteen to twenty years. He's he's, he's that good, and he should yeah. be he should be that because he's brilliant. I think it's for me. There's there's similarities there to when you go back to the Rock breaking out, mm. you know, uh, turning his first uh, heel turn. Them earlier, you what you could see from him is because they didn't have the NXT then, you know, to to really sort of learn and and try things and do all this. Is what you could see w- was just a natural charisma, and 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 his in ring game was was improving you know, as he went along and that was expanding and expanding, but he just had this charisma and he's had this ease of talking on a microphone and there's an, a magnetism, just something about him. And you just knew there was just, he, he just stood out. He was, he was just, he was just special. There was just something there. You knew he was going to be an absolutely huge star. And, and that was before his first uh, intercontinental title run. So, um, I, as a as a big name, I should say. So, and I do think there's there's the similarities there with Velveteen. That kind of that charisma, that style, that that ease when he's in the ring, you know, in command of an audience. There's for me, there's some similarities there. Uh, I yeah, I just think in time he will be a huge star, and and he he could easily have another year at NXT. I don't think he will. I think we probably won't get beyond next summer before he gets called up just because there's so much potential in them that they, they want to, they'll want to tap into it before it, uh, there's any risk of his fire burning or, or cooling. Um, mm. just, just on Champa then. Wh- what about, what about the future for Champa then? Because you mentioned there is obviously there's a natural thing there for, for whatever happens in this match for him to move on. And obviously there's the, the rematch for Alistair Black. Um, and and other things to to happen as well. Do do you see do you see that in the future and, and maybe even a Johnny Gargano somehow slipping back in there? Um, maybe they finally do the triple threat match. Um, that was obviously meant for the last one. That that might be the natural progression. I think it has to include Alistair Black. Um, regardless if he loses, uh, wins or loses uh, against Gargano. Um, I can't remember who I said. I think. I think Alistair will win that one um, myself. Um, so I think it'll be natural to see Champa versus Alistair Black, and maybe maybe they want 
maybe you do Gargano versus Velveteen Dream if you want to establish Velveteen as a as a face or something like that afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think I think the natural way is Alistair v Champa after this at, at the Royal Rumble one, and then Gargano. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I don't want to say use him like Sami Zayn, but do you remember when Sami Zayn came to the end of his NXT? He was obviously... Um, he was yeah, like, kind of a, a game like an, type thing. Almost enhancement. Yeah, yeah. It, it, obviously his first match, when, uh, his last match with Nakamura was frighteningly good. Um, who's the new lad they got? Is it Tom Riddle? Or is that... Or is that is oh that yeah, Harry Matt, Riddle, yeah. Matt Riddle, I think I'm some, going Harry, I'm going Harry, that, right? yeah. I'm going Harry Potter there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe... I think he's meant to fight Cassius Ordo, or that's what they keep teasing on on TV or something. Um, so maybe if they want to fast track him, there's a natural thing there. If they want to establish him as a face, but there's, there's loads of options. If you want to, if you don't want Gargano in the main event as a heel, because you might want to see how it goes. Um, there's obviously the faces there to do it. Um, Gargano versus um, Ricochet. That could mm. be brilliant. That, that, um, that's, yeah, that, that's well. That's the thing. Yeah, you start looking at different parts of the card. Yeah, there are lots of different. <laughs> uh, that's it. There's different dynamics now to yeah. add to things as well. So, yeah, it's either it, way, it's, it'll be brilliant, and that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, without a shadow of a, of a doubt. So the um, the War Games match itself, then undisputed era of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. Taking on the team of Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders, uh, Hanson and Rowe. Uh, War Raiders have been looked, been made to look very, very strong. They've, obviously, they've handled them really well as they've come in. Pete Dunne, we know, is just awesome. Uh, and Ricochet is just incredible to witness. So, 
I guess this is just one of them things where we, we they put it together so we can have the war games match and then we'll split off from this and have some separate things because Adam Cole and Ricochet have been having a bit of a feud over that North American Championship. And you do wonder as well whether or not Adam Cole kind of needs to move on from that title and get back into the main, you know, mm. the, the the NXT title picture. So again, there's that kind of would throw the the possibilities of, of changing the belt round in the future and whatnot. So there are so many possibilities within NXT, but just concentrating on this match itself. Um, first time we're going to see all four members of um, Undisputed Era together in the ring working. Um, I I am so looking forward to this. After that match last year, like you said, you know the carnage. And you, you, it, sometimes that could be difficult, you know, three teams on the go at once. Obviously, this is a bit simpler, two teams of four, but we've got two rings. This is, I, I, I don't know, I think the challenge for this is trying to keep up with everything that's happening. Yeah, it's just keeping your eyes on what <laughs> what actually happens in the ring. That's probably the main, the main <laughs> trouble with this one. Um, yeah, th- this is going to just be carnage. I don't think you could, it might be, match of the night but it probably won't be from a uh, a wrestling purist point of view it'll just be from the fact that there's so much mad shit going on in the ring and that that's one of the best things of of these types of matches you got the, these your hell in the cells elimination chamber which has gone a bit stale um but th- this is still fresh in the mind obviously you had a big hiatus from the wcw days and yeah th- this is just mad um i think the face team will win uh Cause obviously undisputed won last year, um, and the thing obviously you mentioned Adam Cole maybe needs to move on to the big the, the 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 big boy title. He was obviously in the Royal Rumble last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so he was. Yeah, maybe, maybe the fast track him into the main roster. Mm, I I don't think they do that yet myself, uh, but uh, not the only that I. I like with others, you kind of oh, worry. I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want it them. to happen, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure they do that yet. I think that was just a little taster, just to, you know, just to kind of um, dip the toe in the water. I, I think for me that that would that would be probably something they would do the night after WrestleMania. So so, who knows? Maybe it, it, when we talk about that, it starts to make me think. Hey, maybe they even do the title switch with Velveteen Dream. Um, and they get Champer and Gargano back together. This, this is a thing with NXT. There are so many possibilities. It's not quite so simple and easy to predict, which is a, which is certainly a good thing. Mm. Um, um, I, I, what I can see is in the near future is we get War Raiders uh, on with the tag team titles taking them off the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Ricochet probably needs to move on from Adam Cole and find someone else, someone new to uh, to feud with. Then maybe Johnny Gargano. Then I know we're kind of going off a bit here. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, it's, it's fine. We've we got to fill, we fill the time, time haven't we? Um, yeah, it, but when you anyway on, on this fact, when you say when with Pete Dunne, you know, you think of the things that he does that that you know, whether he twists the fingers and then stamps on the hand, you know, little things like that. It always makes me cringe. I, I know obviously it's not real as such, but still it's the way it's done. It is so smart and it's always makes me kind of cringe. You, you know, the, how spectacular Ricochet is, how 
high flying the war raiders are they shouldn't be but they are that there is so uh, there's so much that going on in in this match and you think how fundamentally damn good every single member of the undisputed era is this just could be something you know something really special actually yeah yeah absolutely um I think people obviously remember moments from matches like these. You obviously get um, Mick Foley getting thrown off the top of the uh, Hell in a Cell. Um, you've got like Goldberg spearing, uh, is it Triple H or is it Chris Jericho? You get Goldberg spearing someone through um, one of the pods in the Elimination Chamber. And War Games is possibly still waiting to make that big memory. And this is possibly the one. Um, you mentioned Pete Dunne visceral style of wrestling and I think I think we'll see him start the match and then probably against uh probably want to protect Bobby Fish because he was in, was it Bobby Fish which one was it? he was the one yeah Bobby Fish he was yeah. out injured for yeah. a while so yeah they'll, pro- they'll probably want to protect him um <laughs> watch him start the fight <laughs> the match now <laughs> um but yeah I think we'll probably see Pete Dunne start the match and kind of a, a, a slower style probably against Roderick Strong um and then them them two can put on a clinic for a little bit, and then obviously people get introduced and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's just brilliant. I mean, you've got so many good workers in there. I mean, Adam Cole, brilliant. Uh, Ricochet, Jesus Christ, human highlight reel. Pete Dunne is scary. <laughs> War Raiders, probably two of the most athletic big bastards going. <laughs> um and uh, Roderick Strong, Suplex Machine, uh, and the tag team um, of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, it's just a well-oiled unit. So I think this is the perfect blend of individual talent and tag team specialists. That it just has all the right chemistry there to be special in in, yeah. in a in a brutal way. Not just that, but you mentioned how you know the 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 likes of uh, the cell match has kind of got a bit tired and i think that's because you know the the way that they've overused the gimmick and even to the fact that you have a gimmick a pay-per-view based around it yeah and you see it so many times it does the the specialty you know the uniqueness of it kind of gets worn out a bit and and that's the thing i think they've been smart with this and that we see it in one match once a year so when you do see it it is special and it helps to keep it special um Elimination Chamber, even that, you know, you, it's rare that you see it. So when you do see it, it's still like, ooh, it's Elimination Chamber. There haven't been too many of them. But cell matches, cage matches, I think they, they got overused. And, and the fact that you have, a, you know, a Hell in the Cell gimmick pay-per-view, that's kind of you know, almost, I don't know, and you put matches in it just for the sake of having them in there because you've named a pay-per-view after it. You know, it, it was Hell in the Cell was a special match that was used to end a feud, not to start a feud or to be yeah. midway through something. Well, well and, the, and last, this... the last special Hell in a Cell match was Undertaker versus Triple H, isn't it? That that's the last memorable one, and that wasn't even on the pay per view. <laughs> well, and this um, so I mean is, so it's it's been smart in keeping something special and not using it too often, and and that's the thing. This. Yeah, we saw it last year. It was incredible, but that was the first one. We see it this year. Let's see what they do. We're expecting it to be fantastic again, but then it's going to be a year before we see it again. So if you're getting 12 months before between each one, it's just like Christmas, isn't it? You know, Christmas is special because it's once a year. If you had Christmas every three months, 
it loses that luster. So it's, it's again, it's the smartness in, in the way that this is operated. And that's, that's, you know, triple H all over, isn't it? He's, he's old school. He's, he's smart about things. And, and that's why I've got so much faith as well in the, the way that they'll book this. They'll give them, not just this match for all the matches they give them plenty of time even though that this isn't a very long you know you don't see nxt going four or five hours you know it's it's usually sort of two and a half three hours so they don't go too long but every match has plenty of time to develop and showcase who's in it and you'd expect this you know is pretty much going to be 25 to 30 minutes of just absolute carnage with some incredible moments in there because there were a couple last year and, and it's going to be interesting to see what they, you know, what they have installed as what's going to be the, the takeaway moment from this. Yeah, that's the thing with NXT, Andy, isn't it? Is it's picking your highlights and your lowlights because we've gone through the whole card there and, well, the whole card of four matches. And we've gone, that could be match of the weekend with three of them. And, and the women's match, we've already said that'll probably be um, Shayna's best match. Um and and you you, com- you compare that to the main roster and you go, half of that'll be crap, half of it'll be good, and maybe one match will be mint. And you just don't get that with NXT. NXT, you just go, I will watch all of this happily, and if it was five hours, I probably wouldn't blink, never mind move. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just perfect. And I know, I know we pretty much do this every takeover preview and go, this is going to be mint. But we've not been let down once. <laughs> that's no, the that's the thing. Yeah, they don't tire us out. They they always want us. You know, they always leave us wanting a bit more. Uh, and I think that's really really smart. And and there's times where you think, yeah, you, like sort of WrestleMania card, you could be tempted to say, oh, let's get everyone on the card and give everyone their their moment and showcase and whatnot. But it's like, so what's you know what's there to really aim for you, to be on that special uh, WrestleMania card if everyone gets on there anyway. You know, a, a takeover card is kind of special. Not everyone gets on it. There's only there's you don't see more than five matches. So there'll be an NXT something... battle royale next. <laughs> so many. Well, they say you've got something to aim for, and it, they keep it snug. They keep it smart, and and that's the thing. We we always end a, a takeover event wanting to see more. We look forward to the TV and look forward to the next event. And I know it's yeah, it's only an hour a week, and we don't have the takeover events every month or every three or four weeks or whatever it is. But it's just the way that it's all put together, and and I honestly, it's just I just want to see, I want to see how Triple H would handle one of the main roster, even if you just give give him SmackDown to start with. Let's let's see how that would change and improve and evolve, because. The, the fundamentals that I see from NXT are very much old school. It's booked like it's a territory. You know, you come in, you're built up, you're made to look strong, and on your way out, you put someone over. It, it, it's simple, but it's really, really effective, and it's entertaining, and it's good fun. And, and, and I think there's so much talent on that main roster. I don't think there's any, ever been an era where you've had such a depth of in-ring talent and it's so underutilized or misused that it's it's a crying shame. So that there's real potential to do something actually pretty damn special with with one of those main shows. So I'd like to see how Triple H would do with say SmackDown because you know we look like say you know we we look we look ahead to this War Games uh, 
takeover event as you mentioned like we look forward to all of them we expect them to be brilliant and you know what they always bloody are they're so damn good yeah absolutely i i, I don't think i can add anything to that really andy <laughs> just got away I, I think obviously smackdown's um it's going to fox isn't it soon or whenever that is the perfect time to pass the torch on to Triple H. You got a new uh, network taking you on. Um, give the give the new order, give the new channel something new, give it something gritty, real. And that, that's what that's when wrestling's at its best. Even even in this, it, I, it, I think it's stupid calling it the PG era, but in this current era, the, I think it's called the reality era. Even the real stuff is still the best, isn't it? I mean. That the Drew McIntyre Kurt Angle bit that was that was real and that was brilliant. The matter obviously was it was it was it, was, uh, it had a, a it sad, had a but yeah yeah it, it had a bit of edginess to it didn't it yeah uh, and that was the thing it it was that un, you know that little bit of oh this kind of feels uncomfortable and it's like yeah but it's the heel that's making you feel uncomfortable that's a good thing that's a good thing that's his job <laughs> yeah. That, you know, the the guy that you love, and we've been saying, you know, I, I've been saying, you know, he was one of the greatest I've ever seen in the ring, Kurt Angle. And, and I don't want to see him anymore in the ring because I don't want to see him in a wheelchair. I want to I want to keep their memories of those phenomenal matches he had in the early 2000s. And, and I just I don't want to see this busted up guy and his middle aged guy, you know, cripple himself and put himself into a wheelchair you know, just for, for our our entertainment. I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see that. I, I want I, I want him to, to bow out on a high. Maybe if he has one more match, that's it. It's a showcase match. That's it. And and it is uncomfortable seeing him. So there's a guy that we've all loved for so long and a heel to do that and toy with him and to taunt him like that. It's, yeah, it was uncomfortable and it was gritty. Uh, but that's yeah that's how it should be and that's like you said that that's how things that that's when it works works best when when you do have you can suspend your disbelief and feel think oh this has a real feel to it just like austin and mike tyson in the ring when the, that hole where the ring filled up with people it had mm. it got the goosebumps because it felt like you could suspend your disbelief because you felt like this could actually be real you could believe that this moment was real and that grittiness i I think is exactly the kind of thing that triple h could bring to either of the two shows if he if he was allowed to um, to get his hands on them so to speak yeah yeah i can only echo what you've said there andy anyway so so back to nxt look um, we've looked down the cards and there's only the four matches you know looking back it was a great event last year uh, no reason why this year's event should be any different. They may well put another match on there last minute. Um, could be anyone, potentially someone like Bianca Belair, who's a, the next up and coming women's star in there. With, it seems, and you got Lacey Evans, who's up and coming. That you know that this is the thing with NXT. They're always building the next stars to take over because they know that who they do build up moves on to the main roster. So it, it's run so well. It's run so smartly. We've got some great great performers in there we're undoubtedly going to get some some fantastic matches um it, it's you know saturday night just going to be 
going to be spectacular. And and I always ask this guy, and I think we always get the same answer. But do you expect the uh, the NXT Takeover event to uh, to somewhat overshadow the WWE event? Yes, but if we remember, <laughs> but if we remember last year. Survivor Series was probably the closest in terms of quality to a takeover. Um, but no, NXT is obviously going to be better. But that doesn't mean Survivor Series will be bad, but we'll obviously preview that um, early on next week. But yeah, NXT will win because it always does. But I'm quite looking forward to Survivor Series as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, look, folks, NXT War Games, uh, NXT Takeover War Games 2 going to be fantastic obviously make sure you watch it um after the two events we will obviously review them both um we might even get uh, the analyst Mochatra back back after his hiatus uh, to, to look back on them with us as well uh, and i'm sure we'll be looking back with with great glee to to enjoy incredible events uh and, and as you mentioned guy uh, our next episode will be previewing the uh, the uh, Survivor Series main card, obviously, once that all gets finalised and the final pieces of the puzzle are put together, we'll uh, we'll preview that one as well. But for now, um, NXT Takeover War Games, um, excited, yeah? Nah, it's gonna be crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's look, it should be a fantastic weekend, absolutely. So, um, so that's that's us. That's it from us, guy. Yeah, we're we're back next week then for oh, bro. Next week? Yeah, next week it is. Next Sorry. Week, yeah. <laughs> next next times, eh? yeah, next week. We're back next week for uh, Survivor Series then. Eh? Looking forward to, to going through that card as well. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully uh, hopefully it'll be as cheery as this pod was, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Um, as you said, we'll be back next week with the Survivor Series preview. But for now, this has been... Uh, the uh, Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. You can, of course, keep up to date with us uh, on Twitter at PW underscore index. If you uh, want to send us any messages, uh, share your thoughts with us uh, about either of these events, what you're looking forward to and what's happened, what you thought of them. Uh, just contact us anytime about anything, really, I guess. Uh, so my thanks to Guy. We want to say our thanks to each and every one of you for listening and downloading the show. We really do appreciate it. But till the next time from myself, Andy Wales, and from Mr. Guy Drinkle, this has been the Pro Wrestling Index, and it's bye-bye now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.